Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Colin Dingelsad. Let's find out how he grew his coaching business from zero to six figures with no paid advertising, email list, or funnels while only using his personal Facebook profile. He's on a mission to give 300 high-ticket coaches the systems to go from being stagnant to consistently hitting 10 to 20 clients a month. There are a few hundreds of coaches who followed his advice and became rock stars in their chosen industry as they continuously use these marketing strategies. Let's check out this episode with Colin Dingelsad. Colin, thanks for coming on, man. Tell me a little bit about yourself or remind me how we've met. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we actually met for Abigail. Abigail Sinclair. Oh, yes. Abigail Sinclair. She's been connecting a lot of people together. She's so awesome. <laughs> so, Colin, tell us about yourself. How are you dealing with this new situation that we have? And, uh, you know, tell me about, a little bit about yourself. What's going on? It's been uh, <laughs> pretty interesting, uh, the whole situation, how it all happens. Yeah. I, uh, I actually created a list like at the, in December about what I was going to do for the year of 2020. Mm -hmm. And I made a massive list, mainly physical health goals, business goals, everything in there. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I basically help my clients make more money um, organically, mainly high ticket coaches, consultants, trainers, service providers. That's what I do. But I made the giant list with um, two and a half months of climbing. I want to start off with that in Budapest because my mm -hmm. girlfriend lives there. I wanted to train professionally MMA or at least learn it from like the best people in the world. I wanted to run ultra marathon, at least train for it, see how far I could come. I wanted to do full splits, uh, side split. Wanted to train with memory champions. I wanted to uh, hold my breath for five minutes. I had like a giant list of <laughs> really cool things that I wanted to do. So it, it went really, really well. Like uh, the first two months I was in Budapest with my girlfriend. I trained uh, climbing. I hit my level, that, which was 7A, which is a fairly um, advanced level for people who regularly go. And then I came here. I flew to Miami on the last flight, on the last day to train mixed martial arts with at American Top Team, which is one of the best, if not the best gym in the world with like world champions walking around and world champion trainers. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And I rode my little bike to the gym because it's like five minutes away from my home. And <laughs> I arrived and it's like gym closed. Gym is closed. <laughs> like what? Why what? is the gym closed? Yeah. I came to work out. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I called them and I was like, What's happening? Like I got the flight. I'm in the US. Florida doesn't have many cases. So, uh, you guys maybe had like one death, I think. N not even anything serious. Yeah. So I called them. Up. They were like, yeah, we closed yesterday. I was like, I'm one day too late. <laughs> <laughs> so, and every gym around everywhere is still closed. So yeah. I've been stuck a little bit for the last four weeks in, um, in Florida, but the weather is beautiful. People are really nice. Um, but yeah, I'm happy if 
if my flight goes back in a week. <laughs> if your flight, yeah, if they haven't canceled those flights because people are still traveling, I think. So, uh, I, I had to reschedule my flight three times with KLM. Luckily, oh my God. Good company, so I can actually call them and I can get a hold of them within a few minutes. Yeah. It's been a blessing. <laughs> I literally <laughs> called with them like three times to reschedule my flight because the times keep switching. But yeah, last time I called them, which was two days ago, they told me, no, your flight is still going. Everything is going. Yeah. Just have a few of those emergency flights and you can be on one of those and it should be good. So fingers crossed. Now, the next challenge is going back to Budapest because they are still in lockdown. So mm. that will go. But we'll see. It's, um, it's an interesting time, whether it's man-made or if it's uh, billionaires coming together, uh, whoever, whatever conspiracy theory you believe in. There, I, there's a lot, right? There's a lot of conspiracy theories. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is really interesting. Well, Colin, tell us a little about yourself. Where do you come from? You know, tell us about you. We, 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 did ju- we just got to hear about, you know, what you've been doing for the past year. You had plans for this year as you know, 2020 is like 20 years into the year 2000. You know, what's everybody going to do this year? It almost feels like it's like a reset year. Like Y2K, everybody was like, oh, no, the world's going to end. Right. And then the year 2020, it's like, all right, well, let's pause everything, guys. <laughs> let's slow down a little bit. Let's reimagine what what life you think is all it's all about, right? So tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you come from, um, you know, what are your aspirations and how you started your journey into and where you're heading to? Yeah, totally. I, um, I finished my education. I come from the Netherlands. I finished my education. I worked for six months in an outer company in Italy where I basically have my own team uh, running for me because I did an education in the outer field where you kind of became a manager in an outer company. Mm-hmm. Usually you work your way up, but I got pretty lucky that I got a pretty good position right away. Yeah. Company wasn't that good. That's also why I probably got it. <laughs> so it turned out that I was just working like 12 hours a day, seven, oh 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh my God. No breaks uh, the entire summer. And I learned so much. I learned so much about being a leader, having a team around me, underneath me around me, people I worked with, we had constantly like anywhere from people, 50 people to 150 people coming into our camps, maybe even a bit more. And I learned so, so much about leadership and about how to do activities, how to sketch everything, how to inspire people, how to create a good community. And that was all amazing besides that I knew that I already got experience, that I felt like I had the experience that I would have gotten anyway in the, that I would have gotten in the next three years. I just Mm -hmm. got so I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I don't want to do it for the rest of my life. <laughs> I was like, what's next? So I luckily met a few uh, fairly high-level people, like one multimillionaire uh, that actually came to my camp and he was like, dude, with your work ethic and like you seem like intelligent and you, you seem like you've, you're even reading books even though you're working all the time. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just start something on your own? Like even if it takes you five years, like the, the results will be worth it. Yeah. So that, that's how I started off. Um, I basically failed the first year completely. <laughs> like <laughs> everything wrong. I started off with a dropshipping company where I sell sold horse clothing t-shirts with like like people who ride horses. I just sold like ch- casual clothing for them with like 
horses on a t-shirt and like little logos on there mm. and i couldn't sell anything for the first two months like i did the whole setup i learned so much because that, that millionaire guy is like I, I see a lot of potential in this industry maybe you want to try something or maybe selling t-shirts or something i was like mm-hmm. okay try that so three months of going all in two to three months of going all in and then i saw my first sweater i think at 40 bucks nice and it was one of the happiest days of my life and then the second thought was, I want to quit. <laughs> I made one sale. Yeah. I'm completely done with this because I, I love horses and I love these people. But I was in Nepal at the time because I was also traveling a little bit through Asia mm. because it was mm. something that I wanted to do. So instead of traveling, I was just working in Asia. That was kind of my time. Like I just was in a hotel working all the time. Oh my God. And there, but I didn't really get like the whole. Uh, I, the, the first week that I was there, I was like, this is not really my thing with all these sweaty, weed-smoking people who travel around. Um, it's not really the experience I thought. Um, most people are just escaping life instead of just actually driving there. They're just like having this fake sense of security and like don't want to have anything. And I wasn't really into that because I had to retrain my mind to be into the business mindset and that didn't mix that well. Uh, so I just worked almost all the time. I did some cool things like bungee jumping, some outdoor kayaking for like multiple multiple day trips, but mm-hmm. mainly working. And then I tried a bunch more things like selling courses, made, made some money with that, sold um, affiliate marketing, tried to have an information company, a um, bunch of different things until I eventually decided to just do one post on Facebook with who wants a free session on stress. Free session on stress. Stress. Mm-hmm. So, and I worked. I got 10 people reaching out to me. I closed my <laughs> first client on my second call I had with people at like 100 bucks per hour. Mm-hmm. Four sessions, which was insane to me. Um, granted, I did also a bunch of courses before the time. So, I knew I had the foundation set up. I knew how to close people. So, yeah. like, I had a conversation with them. I knew how to set up certain things. Mm-hmm. I was reading already those books since I was like 14 years old and like personal development, psychology business i had the background so i i felt pretty confident and that's the only issue was that the person i was coaching it turned out that like everybody had given up on her mm. like nobody wanted her to to help anymore even a yeah. therapist had given up on her no family no friends uh, she was at a pretty pretty bad spot pretty low spot that's yeah I, that's why i came in and she, she didn't tell me that any of those things beforehand yeah so i was like well, I should probably not do this because maybe legal things I could get messed up. No, absolutely. No, no, uh, no. You, you mentioned some really good points there. You know, you, you tried a lot of different things. You didn't like some of the things, but you liked the other things and you kept doing it. And some of the things like selling is hard, man. Selling is so hard. But once you figure out what the people are looking for. And I'm, I'm still learning this. You know, I don't know what people are looking for. What can I offer them? I'm still working on that. So, but once you've sold your first thing, there's a door inside your brain that opens up and shows you things that you could not have imagined before, right? And I think that's what happened in your brain. But you didn't like the the level of effort you were putting in there, like, wait, this can be easier. And you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have come to that conclusion until you actually worked hard at it. Right. So you, you figured the process out and then you, 
like, all right, I can refine it. I can make this better. I can make, you know, I can get to that point, point a lot faster. Yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, it's crazy once you make your first sale. Yeah, you're you're pretty much hooked, especially if you put some time into that. Um, now I wasn't going to quit until I made my first sale. Mm-hmm. But when I made my first sale, I was like, okay, I can scale. I can do something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, and and it it went pretty well from there. So so the first client, I thought I should. I was like, well, you know what? I I might as well just try it mm-hmm. because everybody has given up on it. it I can't be another person who gives up on it. Yeah. But that turned out to be a really amazing success story where she ended up traveling the world and making a giant impact on other people because she already had all the money. Like her family was pretty rich. Yeah. Um, she was already in her forties. Wow. And so, so she was making, so she's just traveling the world right now, helping other people, which uh, turned out to be a really good success story. I stayed in that niche for a while. Mm. I then upped the, the game with going to the CEOs and executives in the technology industry. It was super exciting. I yeah. could also have my income again. Mm-hmm. And I went to coaches and consultants. And then I ended up just adding in business advice. That's because amazing. Because I've done so many courses over the, the last three to four years. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I can probably help these people make an even bigger impact just by yeah. doing business courses. Yeah, because you're learning. You, yeah. you learn through that process, right? You, you started started into this you know at the age of at a very young age which is really key because when you start at a young age in um exposing yourself with the type of information that you were exposed and type of experiences that you expose yourself your brain works and absorbs so much faster than if you started something like this at let's say at the age of 40 right because your brain is reluctant to add new information or, you know, you have predestined mindset like, oh, this is never going to happen for me. I'm too old for this. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you, could have had, you could not have summarized it better. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than business advice, that's, that was about a year ago. And that went like really, really well. Because yeah. I was always so results driven. I was opposite of what most people did. Like just have a few testimonials and build mm-hmm. entire business around that. Yeah. I was like every person that didn't get results. Like I was like completely blaming myself for that in the beginning, especially because I needed to be the best in helping those people because those people yeah. put all that trust in me. I made a promise. And if I couldn't deliver, I felt like that was always me where I didn't screen mm-hmm. enough that I didn't have to write systems where I didn't have to write mindset. So I kept evolving my own game and also realizing that. 95% of people will never make any money because they don't yeah. have the systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, 95% of the programs aren't that good. Maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, but most people don't know what they're talking about. Yes. And you have to really have to filter through and look at what works. And once you find that one person, <laughs> you want to embrace that person and be like, I want to learn everything about you and everything how you can help me. Uh, so I've been very fortunate that I had like a few of those people, even though I wasted so much money on like bad courses, bad trainers, mm-hmm. um, bad coaches. But and I'm now at a really good place where I'm like constantly full with clients. Yeah, all my clients. Oh well, most of my clients are getting like really, really good results. Uh, they oh they overachieve. They always get their goals. Unless uh, I'm at a point where about fifteen, ten to fifteen percent of the people just don't get results, and everybody else like hits their goals. Yeah, and that's not because they're not able to do it, but that's because they are. Like what I now sometimes get is that people intuitively know that this is going to work, 
logically they know that it's going to work and then they have to face themselves. Yeah. And whether that's fear or whatever it is. And then sometimes they're not able to execute, even if it's just a schedule of two and a half hours to three hours a day. They, they just block and then they go back to a job or they decide that this is not for them. And I think they're really personal. So I'm Mm -hmm. getting less and less of them screening better. Um, make sure that I have more mindset in the beginning and then yeah really but but that was really surprising to me that I was that I got the higher quality problem where people knew that it was going to work mm. <laughs> and then they don't want to continue which is something they would would have never told me in the beginning because most people are on this this path of like failing yeah and and they they tell themselves they believe that they will make once that they want it that they really want to make it work but then once they once they really have the system and they have to execute, then suddenly they're out. <laughs> That's so weird to see. No, absolutely. Something like that to happen. Absolutely. And you're right, you know, you've you've got to take the action. And a lot of the times when you are already working a full time job, and a lot of times it's probably stressful stressful and, and those three hours a day, you know, working on a side hustle is not easy because You've got to be really committed. You've got to have your why defined to be able to get into that. So as a coach, um, you know, studying psychology and personal development and applying that knowledge and bringing those business models uh, up front and helping other coaches. So cause, so it seems like you're helping other businesses and other coaches in gaining the experience and gaining the clients that they're looking for to you know, keep their business going. So how, and you said you, you've got a few clients that are, or all of the clients are doing really well. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just getting so many leads that I can really nitpick the people that I work with. Mm. So that, that has been a giant shift in my business because, well, the word go like it's kind of like what Elon Musk keeps telling. Like if you just have a really good product, like the word will spread. Yes. And I didn't believe that in the beginning. Like I was like, no, you need that marketing. And, it, the truth is it's a combination, obviously. And now I'm, I focus on mainly helping coaches, consultants, trainers, like literally go from either from nothing to at least 10K a month, or I help people who are kind of stuck at the 5 to 15K a month level and really help them scale like 30, 40K a month, some even higher than that. Wow. And yeah, life has been really, really good to me. <laughs> even That's awesome. Florida yeah. and I've met anybody. <laughs> I'm just like in this big house alone with a pool. Yeah. And but I'm really grateful. I'm just using this time to like really study, becoming even better. Mm-hmm. Having um, That's the other thing, right? This, the time that we're in currently, it's it's enabled us to either have a lot of time or no time. Right. So people like for yourself, you know, you're you're hanging out by yourself. And you have two choices. Either you binge watch television and then at, at one point you, you might run out of television shows. But what's never going to run out is the ability to expand your own mind and learn the things that you've been wanting to learn. And when I say, you know, some people are finding that they have no time, it's because they're spending more time with their families, with their kids at home, you know, planning things out. and also having to perform a full-time job working from home. Again, it is 
far and few between. There are a ton of people that have been unemployed, which is very sad. And it just shows that the systems that we have in place are, you know, antiquated. And it's it's just it's just a amazing thing to see happen in our lifetime. How technology has stepped up to right create these opportunities for people who really know how to use the system and people that have been doing this for the past five, 10 years, they're like, what are you talking about? Slow down in business. I'm doing better than ever. Exactly. <laughs> that's, um, that's the truth. People have systems that do really well. Like I'm doing the same because I just take on 10 clients a month. I'm not taking a little bit more because I have more time. Yeah. Um, yeah, loneliness, like <laughs> kind of alone in a house. But yes. I, I do have like five to seven client calls every single day. So I'm talking to a lot of different people. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm also <laughs> not that alone. It's just a physical touch and that's missing. But furthermore, I couldn't agree more with you. And just statistics are pretty scary. If you think yeah. about it. 40% of all Americans could, couldn't even afford to lose more than 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. And how many of them have now gone over the 400 bucks without making a lot. any income? A lot. So, so many people. Yeah. If you look at the, at, at the upside, what I always tell my clients is, look, we also were at the best time in the history of the world, like yeah. ever financially, uh, like seven weeks ago, maybe eight weeks ago. Yeah. So the 60% of those people probably have some money, or at least 30% of the 60%, and they're not sitting at home. Yeah, they're kind of waiting for your advice. They're waiting for your help. They now have mm-hmm. extra time. They now have finally time to to execute on things they wanted to, and yeah. they know that they want to get stronger out of this economy. Yes, like the people that yeah, they can go inward or they can double down on their business or things like that. But yeah. people are yeah. waiting for you. People need you right now. Absolutely, you just have to show up and and teach people what you already know because ton of people. You know, they have years and years of experience in the industry that they've been working on and they could teach that information to others who might be interested. Right. right? And yeah. The truth is like, you also have to realize, oh, you're not that safe. Like, I mean, so many people, they keep telling everybody like, hey, get a job. Like just, just the whole mainstream condition. Like, hey, get, yes. um, go to school, follow the school system for like 25 years, 30 <laughs> years of your life and get a job. And what happens every five to 10 years, a crisis happens. Yes. And how God knows how many people are laid off. Yeah. And it, it seems to be very consistent. Every five to 10 years on average, a crisis just happens. Yes. And so many people are laid off. And like, it, it's crazy to me how you can put all your eggs in one basket, basket on one boss and then exactly. praying that nothing will happen. Yeah. And there's so little, that there's so few really, really good companies that are actually thriving in recessions or that have a good leader or exactly. a company that actually has an excess cash flow so they can keep paying their employees. Yes. So many people are just laid off. They don't have money. They're now stuck. And they're like, okay, what's next? Okay, I need to reinvent myself again. Yeah. Uh, what do I need to do? And then they do something completely different that they spent the last 25 years yeah. <laughs> learning about. It's, it's so true. And what's, what really sucks is for the folks that are working in the front line or working in the service industry, right? So that they, the other just came out of college, the other just came out of school and they are you know doing those, the food industry, the service industry, they're doing a you know, per hour job. And, and if they can find a secondary 
or a secondary secondary or a third way income stream to offset that main like 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 you mentioned earlier don't put all your bas- eggs in the same basket and that's what people have done um for for at least a century for the past 50 years or actually not even can't even say 50 years anymore because 50 years from now was just 1980 um for the do i have my numbers wrong 1970s so you know since the 1920s 1950s people have been stuck in the same um cycle of okay you go to college you get a job and that then you're set you're going to be rich like not really you have to have a mindset to be able to have multiple sources of income so yeah thank you so much for you know sharing that sharing the mindset sharing what you have been doing with your clients and how helping them gain um, confidence and clarity and be able to, you know, launch their own businesses and be more, uh, you know, have that freedom to be able to work on their own terms. It's a crazy world. Common sense is not common. Like if common sense were to be <laughs> common, then why is the news not blasting out like, hey, fix your immune system. Now's the time yes. to get healthier. Mm-hmm. And like strengthen it, you know. Yes. Stop being stuck in the house and not working on yourself. Yes. It's a time of going inwards. And why are the, why is it that way? Like like wake up basically. Why do you even need a media platform to filter the information from the source for you. Yes. Why can't you not just go to the source directly? Yeah. Why do you need some person that doesn't, you don't even know if the person has the best interest in mind. Why do you mm-hmm. need that person? Yes. Go to the source directly and make your own conclusions. You're grown up, you know? Exactly. You don't need the person in between telling you what is happening. Yep. We are, we are used to, you know, consuming information that's fed to us. Again, like, like you mentioned, to going to a source to collect information takes effort and human beings are lazy people. <laughs> I'm lazy, right? If I can find an easy way to do something, I'm going to totally do that. But it, it, again, it takes that mindset of being able to jump in and okay, make that decision. Really good points. Thank you, Colin. All right. At this point of the conversation, we have some questions that we ask our guests on the hacks and hobbies podcast. So are you ready? Sure. Let's awesome. go. So these questions are going to be short. Uh, they can have longer answers then we can, you know, go into some type of conversation, but let's see where we go. What is your one hobby? What is one hobby that you wish you got into? One hobby I wish I got into, I wish that I could have gone into memory training when I was like five or six years old, maybe even earlier. Like, you know, there's memory champions who can, can like, like I, I'm going to be taught by the world memory champion in, uh, of 2016, 2017, and 2018. Mm-hmm. And he can remember a pack of cards in 14 seconds. So whatever you do with a pack of cards, so 50 yeah. to 10 cards, whatever you do with it, he can remember it three cards per second, even a wow. little more. Um, within 14 seconds, he can remember the, back, the card from the front to the back, from the back to the front, any sequence wow. you want. And that's just, that's just like a trick. Like you, like he can like the, the things that this guy can do is mm-hmm. insane. And I wish that if I had somebody, well, we probably didn't even have the information back then or yeah. not as easily available. Yeah. But if I could have gotten some of those memory 
tricks like the memory palace or translating numbers into um, an, an alphabet sequence or whatever it is. Yeah. Life would have been so much easier because remembering apparently is a lot easier than we make it like rote learning, like just saying words over and over again, isn't the most efficient, mm. effective way. So <laughs> if I could that. have gotten into that earlier, that would have probably saved me so much time. Yeah. No, that, that is a really awesome um, hobby, you know, memory championship. Uh, there was a book that I read uh, earlier last year, which talked about how this person, you know, went into becoming, you know, bec- learning about memory championship. And he, and, and he was like, what? There's a championship around memory? That is insane. So I think it's called Mind Hacking or something. I can't remember the name of the book, unfortunately. But he talks about how he was able to, within one year, become a memory champ uh, for the U.S. Because he, you know, worked with some of the some of the champions um, in the world that were you know memory champions, and how easy it is to you know, go do those exercises because it's, it all comes down to exercising. Just like if you want uh, bulk your arms, if you want bulk your chest, you know, or, you know, have a better um, breathing technique, you got to exercise your muscles. So just like that, you got to exercise your mind and your brain to retain the information. Awesome. Yeah, and, and also speed reading, by the way. Apparently, you can speed read, and you can literally retain everything better, but you can read through everything, like, I know much faster. You know, I have, I've purchased a Imagine few courses. Yeah, I've, I purchased a few courses on speed reading, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Well, it's super difficult. It is so <laughs> difficult because, again, what what's the key word in there? You got to put in the time. You got to put in the, the exercises in. And that's the hard part. So I have access to some courses, you know, called Super Learning. And this man, he's even got some podcasts around super learning. And it's really powerful stuff that, you know, I was listening to the podcast and, and he talks about how easy it is to read fast. Because once you, because our, our eyes can capture so much information, we just have to direct them in the right place and be able to retain that information. All right. Next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? I keep asking myself that question. Mm-hmm. I never had a good answer. Even when I was a child. Yeah. I think something with sports. I think my answer would have been something with sports or like mm-hmm. a fireman or something like that. Or maybe like a military character or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it always kept changing. I didn't have that one thing. I, I never had that one thing. Even when I was younger and somebody asked me, what do you want to be? Yeah. I don't know. I've, I have no clue. Yeah, make something up, just write something in. And then I always made something up. And it's, um, yeah, I maybe all, always intuitively knew that there might be something better. Or maybe mm-hmm. I was just unable to, between the lines, see what I could do. But yeah. once the lines were gone, I could clearly see what I wanted to do. Uh, no, that's really, so, yeah, I didn't know. That's really cool. Now, I I think I wanted to be a pilot as long as I can remember that I wanted to fly planes, but where 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 I pivoted and what I wanted to be changed over time, of course. But that's cool. Um, I think a lot of it might be influenced with you know what you were doing as a child, you know where you were, 
And um, so maybe if you were to look into that, you know, what did your parents do? You know, if you have any siblings and, you know, what type of upbringing you had, what type of mentors you had, that could that could go a long way into figuring out, hey, why do I have, you know, why do I, why don't I remember what I wanted to be when I was a child? At least I have that issue. Like I have a really bad memory about my childhood. All right. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? And if none, how about a book? Favorite movie would be, well, there will be a few, but the, the one that springs to mind is Lone Survivor hmm. with uh, Marcus Luttrell. Oh, well, that's the guy who survived. Hmm. And it's, it's just a, a military movie based on a real life story. Yeah. And it, it just gives perspective to life. You can clearly see, even though it's a movie, how other people live. Yeah. How there are people that we don't even know now out there fighting for us, making oh. the world a better place, doing mm-hmm. the dirty work for us that we can even just stay inside in the corona pandemic without yeah. having to worry about anybody invading our country. It uh, it gives some perspective, and then that every that almost everybody dies in that movie. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine losing friends like on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It must be so, so tough. It, and yeah, the, but, just that perspective, it, it, it helped me. Nice. Nice. That, that I'll have to check it out. I, I don't think I've seen that, The Lone Survivor. All right, next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? That's a good one. Huh. <laughs> I would play... Well, then I would probably... It, can I choose like an anime or like a cartoon movie? Of course, you can choose any like movie. That? Yeah, it does have. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, then I probably would choose something like Dragon Ball Z or like <laughs> like something with a crazy overpowered character. And then just <laughs> if I could be that person, well, if you can choose anything, I would be yeah. that crazy overpowered person, <laughs> or Superman or, or some some crazy overpowered being. Like just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems pretty awesome. Nice, I like it. So on that vein, who is your favorite superhero? I never had one. I mm. always was like, why don't I have a favorite superhero? And everybody had a favorite superhero. But the truth is, I always saw the, the weaknesses in them. I always mm-hmm. felt like they were either kind of stupid or they were like overpowered or they were thinking too much of themselves. Yeah. Um, if, if I were to choose one, it would probably be either Aquaman or mm. Iron Man. Just because I like those people, the charisma that they have. The characters, yeah. Yeah. Just the way they behave. Like It's more intriguing than the powers that they have. My favorite one is Iron Man as well. Um, I just love his arc, his his story, and how he was brought up. And it's just really powerful to see um, how you can bring up a character and, you know, build so much depth into him. Awesome. Cool, man. Next question. And the last one is, if you were a board game, what would it be? (laughs) (laughs) What is a board game? Curveball for you there. (laughs) What is a board game? What would it be? It would definitely be Monopoly, 100%. Nice. That's That's a very popular game. I'm yet I, I have yet to compile a list of all my guests and what their what board game they'd be. 
think that'd be a really fun one to see. <laughs> and, you know, put all the people who love Monopoly in, in the same boat and see the character, um, you know, character parallel, parallelism. Cool, man. So, Colin, where can my audience find you? You can either go to my website. Um, I think the link will probably just be below them. Uh, yep. Beyondsocialconditioning.com. Just awesome. beyondsocialconditioning.com. This is a free awesome. training on how to start your consulting business on there. Uh, coaching, consulting, trainers, like how to approach it in a way where you're genuine. Yeah. Well, everything is predictable. Mm-hmm. And because I'm now clients, I kind of gave the training away, which is worth quite a bit of money so if you yeah. want to have a training that works it takes about 25 minutes uh, to watch mm-hmm. to at least have an idea about in what direction to think about what different methods are out there that are working in 2020 even in pandemics mm-hmm. i recommend just checking that out and otherwise just send me a message on facebook or linkedin and i'll help you out for free uh, i'll do the best uh, i can with what i have and yeah something like that I, w- I would recommend just check out the training because you probably won't be disappointed Fantastic, man. Thank you so much. This was an awesome conversation. So today our guest was Colin Dinglestead. He is a founder of beyondsocialconditioning.com. He's the head mindset coach, and he's been helping struggling coaches get quality clients for some time now. Thank you so much for your time, Colin. Appreciate you coming on to the podcast and sharing your journey with us and as well as talking about some of the hobbies that you wish you got into, the games that you play, uh, movies that you like, and what inspired you to you know, be here with us. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 